A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Storytime. Just in case you missed the other videos, Stephen is currently off because his internet has been cut out by Hurricane Ian, so we're praying for him and that he can get back to it soon. But he didn't want you guys to miss a video, so I'm here to cover whilst he's away. Anyway, let's get into our first pro revenge story. This story is by Gun Show. I call my teacher by her schoolyard nickname in front of the class. I'll try to keep it short. My name has a silent letter in it, and I have had this teacher that relentlessly not only kept pronouncing it, but over enunciating it no matter how many times I corrected her. She just kept doing it. One day, I just finally snapped. Her name is really weird. I won't say it here, but those who know, know. She called Ron and said the mispronunciation of my name. I answered yes, Miss Icky Booger. Her jaw dropped and you could hear a pin drop. She said, that's not my name. She'd obviously heard this name around or had her own junior high flashback. I clearly stated, and that's not my name. She pronounced it correctly from there on out. I once had a teacher like this. We once called him by his first name and oh, good God, you've never seen anybody get so angry over something so pathetic. This story is by Mikey Bonbon1988. My crazy Karen neighbor done fed up. So I've been posting about my crazy Karen neighbor and my friends and my shenanigans. Everything came to a bit of a chaotic climax and oh boy do I have a story for you. My friends took their vacation time, the plan was originally to do some cruising on the bikes, we are now midway through our trip, but we spent two days partying at my new place. It was fun 90s pop music, big bearded shirtless men dancing through sprinklers singing I'm a Barbie girl. Drinking beer, smoking weed, playing poker all on the front lawn. It was the second day of partying when her kid was coming home. Karen was not home at the time. I believe she was at church. I walked over to talk to the kid and said, Hey man, don't mean to cause you any grief, but your mum's a piece of work. The kid just hung his head in shame and gave me a, yeah, I know, I know. I asked him how he manages to live with her. The kid admitted it's difficult and said he's got a secret stash of weed in the back shed. I gave the kid a pat on the shoulders and said good for you. The kid is 19, it's perfectly legal, he can buy and smoke weed at the pot shop. Well, I'm a friendly guy and there was no intention on the next part, but I said, hey, you doing anything? Wanna come over and hit the bong? The kid's face lit up in delight and said, yeah, sure. It's Sunday, his mum won't be home until the evening. I said, damn, that's too bad. We were planning on driving her up the wall today. The kid came over, we handed him a bong and he took a hit. That turned into another one, then a beer, and then another hit, and a few more beers. He's a good kid. Unfortunately, time got away from us. 90s pop music, good people, and beer will do that. And mummy came home early. She lost her freaking mind. She started screaming, saying we're all going to jail, that we were feeding her baby drugs. The kid is an adult. He can make his own choices. We didn't force his face in the bong. Karen is flipping out, and Frost had to push it a little too far by blasting the Sabbath song God is Dead from the radio. Karen is freaking out. The kid honestly was greening out, I'd say by the 8th fit is what done him in. Karen runs into her garage and belts screaming cell phone in hand and a pair of garden shears in the other. She's screaming, we're all going to prison. She walks onto my lawn, waving garden shears, screaming, and CJ being the big glorious stands up and gets in front of her. He just said, chill, 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 baby girl. Wanna take some time off the bong? Karen freaking lost her mind. 
The psycho actually launched at CJ, the six foot eight glorious idiot. She caught him in the arm with the shears. There was a lot of blood. Now this is the point Karen's face turned white as a ghost. She was screaming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's your fault. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. CJ being the big glory bubbling idiot just said, oh no, it's okay, baby girl. Looks at me, smiles, and she calls the pigs. The cops get there and demanded entry to my home. I said, frick no, but I did bring out a tablet. I showed them everything, her breaking into my garage, gym, her slashing my friends. So yeah, that was my weekend. CJ had to go to the hospital. He did need a few stitches and is going to have his tattoo touched up. But out of sheer pettiness, we made sure the cops booked her. Now we bought the kids some alone time, at least until her first court appearance this Thursday. Now out of complete pettiness, I am putting all the audio footage of Karen flipping out every time the cops show up and delivering it to the Crown Prosecutor. And here's where it gets even better. My buddy Soup Boy had got me in touch with a lawyer. Soup Boy is a lawyer. We're getting a restraining order to keep her a minimum of 500 meters away from me and my house. Karen won't be able to even go home. So this might just be the last post about Crazy Karen. Well, that was one hell of a story to read. And I'm pretty sure whoever wrote it was uh, still high on drugs when they wrote it. Because good God, what was going on there? Our next story is by Low Contract 2015. Don't want to lend a cart for five minutes? Have fun waiting on the elevator for an hour. For some background, I own my own small business and have a couple of storage units for extra overflow supplies, inventory, etc. for my main location. The storage units are in a building where you drive in on the main level, then there is a basement level, where my storage units are at, and then two levels above the main level. There are also two elevators, a smaller one which can fit one person and a much larger one that can fit two to three people. So today I drive in and notice a moving truck in the main area, which is nothing out of the ordinary. However, I realize that there are about 10 people helping move stuff and they have every single cart, which is about eight carts, that the storage place provides to help people move stuff from their car to their storage units and vice versa. I asked if I could borrow a cart for not even five minutes and I'll be on my way. But lo and behold, I get told in a very specific way, no, we need these cars to move our stuff. Okay, whatever. It'll take me a few minutes to get what I need, but it's not the end of the world. So I go to the larger elevator to go down to my unit, and on the way down, I realize that they are on the top floor and I'm on the bottom floor. I also realize that if I place a box in the elevator door, they won't be able to use this elevator. So I decide to put a box blocking the elevator from closing and decide to take my sweet time getting what I need. Cleaning, making a few phone calls, etc. during this time, and the five minutes now becomes an hour. I eventually finish what I'm doing, and I go back to the main level with what I need, and I see four people waiting in line for the small elevator to go back up, since they can only go one person at a time. Did I really need to do this? No. But if you don't want to help me out for a few minutes, then be prepared to have your time wasted. Yeah, this one is absolutely justified. I mean, they had no reason to need all eight. They could have easily sacrificed one and barely noticed the difference. So good on OP for this. Our next story is by Alex Official. Don't enforce cumbersome rules where you can use common sense. So when I first moved to Canada, I was 13 and I had a dog. One day I was walking my dog at a park near my house. All of a sudden, a middle-aged woman comes up to me and asks if my dog is registered. I said, yes, registered and vaccinated. And then she asks, let me see the papers. And I said, it's at home. She said, you need to carry those papers on you at all times. I looked confused. So then she said, well, your dog isn't wearing a name tag and it's required by law for him to wear it when you walk him. In my mind, I thought, really? I could be wrong, but I have many friends who have dogs and none of them seem to have a dog tag on. And everyone else at the park didn't have a dog tag on their collars. And then this random woman said that she'll give me a fine. 
Basically, she was picking me out in particular because I was the youngest there and was visibly another race. So I said, well, I don't have money on me, but I can go home and get it. Now, this woman was fat AF, and when she's talking, she's breathing hard. So I proceeded to lead her to my house by walking in the complete opposite direction. I walked so far out and so fast for at least a few kilometers that her fat butt was panting and coughing. She didn't bring no water, and she was sweating. After a while, I walked into a random street and then just said, oops, wrong street, and went to the next street and said the same thing. After about 20 minutes, she just gave up and sat on the curb while me and my dog walked so fast we were basically jogging. Now I did later google the law and it turned out there is a rule to wear a dog tag and the reason is to let people know that your dog doesn't have rabies. But this rule is rarely ever enforced and a dick move on her part picking out a child out of everyone else to terrorize. Now here's the thing, yes there is a reason that that rule was put in place but this is one of those rules that is illegal fine print and not something to be enforced every day. The reason is that if you see someone with a dog on a leash, it's reasonable to assume that the dog has most if not all of the vaccinations, including rabies, because a dog license must be registered by a kennel when you get the dog. And in a city where it's very uncommon to have dogs, and a vast majority of people vaccinate their dogs, wearing a collar tag is more trouble than use. A municipal government should not be wasting time and energy on non-pressing issues. Honestly, that's definitely the best way he could have dealt with it. I mean, it's kind of funny just to imagine this kid just slightly walking a bit too fast for this woman to the point she has to give up. And it's also even more funny if she actually had the rights to be kind of giving out these sort of fines, because it's just like, it's so pointless. Our next two stories are by Blurry Kanadi. Two short but sweet stories. I know a select few words from languages such as French, German, Polish, Japanese, Russian, Swedish, and Portuguese, and of course took the time to learn curse words in French, German, and Russian. I also speak quite a lot of Spanish and Norwegian. There was this jerk guy that was cursing at me in German. I did not speak German, but I was able to recognize the words, and I turned around, looked him dead in the eyes, and said, Deutsch? And he turned red. Now there are rumors going around that I'm fluent in six languages. And then for the second story, this was when I was very little in fifth grade. It was the end of lunch and our classes had got into a line waiting for the teacher to come and bring us back to class. This jerk came up to me. I have autism, so there are a lot of people who dislike me. Anyway, he was yelling something like, you're ugly. I said, thank you. Then he said, you are stupid. And I said, I'm flattered. And he said, you are the dumbest person ever. And I responded with, you make me feel so so good about myself. And the lunch aide saw and yelled. I still use this tactic today because it makes bullies angry without you being rude. That's always the kind of recommended solution, isn't it, when you're being bullied? It's just kind of like either A, go along with the joke or don't get angry because then they get bored and they stop. But I also think it's pretty shitty that people do tend to pick on people in school with learning difficulties, autism, whatever. It really shouldn't be that way. Our next story is by Cryatbrick3237. Petty asthma. I have asthma and one of the things that really makes it flare up is smoke, especially cigarette smoke. I was at an amusement park today in a very clear no smoking area when a group of three adults arrived, pushing a stroller with two kids in it. The adults immediately all start smoking and the kids look miserable. My asthma was also flaring up, so I started coughing, duh, until when they asked, is our smoking bothering you in the most southern accent? Their teeth were rotting out of their mouths. I went, only little, I just have asthma and people smoking flares it up and I forgot my inhaler, which I did. The smoking area is just over there if you need it. I didn't know if this was petty per se, but it felt good when they walked away with people staring at them as I was heavily coughing, truly coughing, it wasn't fake, and the group walked away with smoke radiating off of them. 
I mean, yeah, personally, I find smoking disgusting and people who like do smoke. I'm sorry, you, you smell really bad. But also, like, why would you smoke around people? Like, it's just real. I don't know. I find it insensitive. Our next story is by My Bonheur. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Which is definitely meant to be pronounced in a French accent and no way else. Thanks for the lesson on apartment parking garage etiquette. I live in a small apartment building with a shared parking garage. It's pretty rare that I actually see any other tenants down there. But recently, as I was about to pull out of the garage, my neighbor was about to pull in. Now, I've always believed the right of way goes to whoever is there first, but my neighbor loudly and angrily believed the driver going in gets priority of the driver going out. He decided to make his point by standing outside the garage with the opener. And every time I clicked to open, he would click to close. When I said he was going to make me late, he laughed and said I deserved it for breaking the rules and that I should just call an Uber. Flash forward to today. This morning I saw him heading to his car and I was taking the trash out. I decided to camp out unseen in my car. Garage door opener in hand and every time it would open halfway I'd stop and reverse it after about 15 minutes He parked and walked outside on his phone I assumed trying to get service to call an uber for himself after a few minutes He gave up got back into his car gave the garage another try strangely enough It kept stopping halfway. I could still hear his screams of anguish and defeat I don't know what country this is written from. In England, where I'm quite clearly from, the person leaving would definitely have right of way. We have legal rules for who kind of gets right and ways in different situations. I'm not sure what it's like elsewhere. Our next story is by Girly Attitude. 
You don't like my college choices? Be prepared for the worst colleges in America. So I'm in my senior year of high school and my college counselor sucks. I'm a relatively smart person and I know my limits. I'm applying to small schools that fit my interest. She, however, has a different idea. She told me I wasn't going to be academically challenged at the schools I'm interested in and that I should not apply to those schools. She doesn't give a dang about what college I go to. She just wants to brag that the student of our school got into a smart school. I'd be more than happy to apply if not for the $80 application fee. So since she didn't like my college choices, I began searching for the worst colleges in America. Lo and behold, three of them are free to apply to and accept common apps. So I went on common app and applied to those free schools. I can't wait to see her face when she finds out. She's gonna have to send them my transcript so she'll know. She also has access to my common app account so she can see what colleges I added. I'm just going to keep doing it until I run out of colleges and there's a lot of bad colleges. If anyone has any recommendations, please tell me to assist in my petty campaign. Edit, some of you think that I'm not applying to good schools as well. I'm not sacrificing my education to piss off a counselor. I'm seriously applying to well known schools that will challenge but not stress my life. This is not taking away from any of my time, or I wouldn't do it. I remember when I was leaving school a few years ago and they were trying to get us to apply to universities, which is what we call colleges over here, and we have a thing called Russell Groups, which includes all the universities that everyone knows, like Oxford and Cambridge. And they really heavily push these universities, even though their acceptance rate is incredibly low and you need, like, literally top, top, top marks to get in, which like one person in your entire grade or year would have. Our next story is by Apple Pie Princess. It was not great speaking with you. My job is essentially a new customer call center. The company I work for has a form email we send after a phone call with a new customer that includes the documents needed to get signed up. We are allowed to change it to fit the situation or to make sure we answer a specific question they've asked. The email starts with, it was great speaking with you, and I just realized today that I've been subconsciously, or maybe semi-consciously, changing it to, thanks for calling company, whenever someone has an attitude on the phone. Sometimes it's the little things that get us through the day. I mean, like, I have anxiety just answering a phone call, never mind literally having a job where I call people, that, that sounds awful. Our next story is by Jedbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidbidb
cook a plan. See what I did there? First, I told the whole office, except for Jerk and the bosses, not to eat anything that was in a tray or on a platter until otherwise posted. Then, a couple of days later, I left on the counter a clear container with about 10 cookies. Soon, I saw Jerk going into the break room. Not long after, he had stuffed his mouth and was carrying away a plate piled high with something covered with a napkin. Sure enough, the greedy Jerk had taken all the leftover pizza from the fridge and raided the container, leaving only a couple of cookies in it. What he didn't know was that the cookies in the closed container set aside were laced with about half a box of X-Lax. I then left for an outside meeting, wondering about the consequences of life. Here I must tell you the company occupied the whole 30th floor of the building and we all worked from half-wall cubicles. The only enclosed spaces were the bathrooms and the conference rooms, which was right beside a bathroom, the one closest to Jerk's desk. I was told later soon a loud noise was heard coming from his belly and he only had time to run to the bathroom. Even louder noises echoed all around, followed by pure stink. After a while he came out sweating and just like a pet skunk, the smell followed him. Who keeps a pet skunk? That went on a couple more times for the next hour and a half, with him looking grimmer at every exit from the potty. At some point he tried to change bathrooms, but our cleaning lady gave him a firm no. All the while, the gang was teasing him, quietly speculating about my suspiciously convenient absence. That's when the bosses got to the office for a meeting, bringing a group of clients that included the governor and other official-looking people. They went into the conference room, right by the stinky room of misery. Legend says the group started wrinkling their noses even before getting out of the elevator. When one of the bosses went around questioning if it was backed-up sewage or something alike, people shamelessly pointed to Jerk's cubicle. He was immediately asked what the heck was going on, and after the explanation, the boss yelled why he hadn't gone home yet. So he did but he may or may have not gotten out of the elevator in soiled pants, with his car having to be deep cleaned afterwards. Did I also say it was summer? When Jerk finally came back two days later, he looked gaunt, weary, telling everyone he'd never eat leftover pizza again in his life, but not saying a word about cookies. At the end, Intern got into a better program and left, but kept hanging out with us. Jerk became known as even more full of crap, every so often finding toilet paper and air fresheners on his desk. While he couldn't be penalized for being sick, he did lose a lot of brownie points with the bosses. He became even more unlikable, but never again stole food or was too obnoxious in the office. No one ever found proof of what happened, with the official story being that leftover pizza was to blame. As for me, I kept cooking for everyone and no one got sick with the food I served them in trays. This story's on the petty revenge board, but that could have been nuclear revenge. Like, you drugged a man, you, that, that is a crime. <laughs> Asshole or not, that is always a very, very dangerous territory to be in, and personally, I mean, I probably wouldn't have done that one. This next story is by Electric Lear. Many years ago, I was working at the office and noticed over time that my co-worker would begin to switch my things out with his. It started with the chair, his would squeak. Then items would be rearranged on my desk as a joke. And finally, it was the keyboard. He would always complain that a few of his keys would stick. And he's always one of those people who had to look at their keyboard in order to type. So one day, I got fed up after noticing my keyboard was having the same problem. I bought a new, nice keyboard, different from his, so the swap would be obvious if he tried again. I took my old keyboard, which was on his desk, swapped two of the keys, N and M. Then I bought a remote-controlled outlet and plugged one of his monitors into it and waited 
eagerly for him to arrive the next morning. He arrives and it's business as usual, opens up emails and starts typing away. Then slowly I notice the mumbling. He starts loudly tapping the keyboard and complaining that the stupid thing is broken. I looked over at him and gave him a shrug. Soon after, around 10am or so, I started with the monitor. I would randomly trigger the power via remote off and on. He started getting more irate, slapping the side of it, so I let it go for the day. I switched his keys back that evening, but left a remote outlet as this bothers him the most. For the next two weeks, I randomly triggered it on and off at different times throughout the day. After day two, I noticed him swapping his monitors with mine and plugging it back into the same outlet. I smiled to myself and continued onward. By day three, he says he's going to get IT involved. So I gave him a ring and explained everything to them and they laugh and say okay. Day four, IT comes and brings him a new monitor. They plug it in, run some tests, say it's okay and give me a sly smile and move on. I wait another couple of days and start it over again. After some time of listening to him whine and complain, I decided it's enough because he's starting to put IT through some hell. They were good sports about it over the entire exchange and I removed the remote and he was never the wiser. Some of you might have seen this, my personal favourite version of this is the mouse, the Bluetooth mouse. You just plug in this tiny little USB that's barely noticeable and then you can just use a mouse and that really, really confuses people. And our final story of the day is by Your Therapeutic Nugget. I made my bully scream in class. So there was this kid in my class who bullied me for no good reason, almost every day without failure, for things such as having a friend of the opposite gender, he did too, and he would bully me for other things too, such as my hair, looks, or just me being quiet. It was actually getting quite physical with him pushing me whilst I'm at my locker in class, etc. So eventually I came up with a plan. I decided that revenge was best served slow cooked. So from then on for at least a month or two, I would lock his locker. This was easy since his was right next to mine. Sometimes backwards, flawlessly, he would never notice. What held was the fact that teachers had a reputation for locking unlocked lockers backwards. So there was my alibi. Eventually, I would hear him talk about it in class. I knew it was getting to him. Then one day, it was the last straw from him. He walked into class yelling, Who the F keeps locking my locker? And I just watched with a massive grin on my face. I, I, I'm confused. Wait. In this school, can you unlock and lock other people's lockers? Surely, like, the whole point is that only one person... Why do they even have doors in them? Why do they even have keys? You can just unlock... I'm... What's going on here? Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Hopefully, Stephen will be making a return tomorrow. If you do not know, his internet and power has been cut out by Hurricane Ian. But more importantly, I'm also praying for his safety and also everybody else in Florida and anywhere else that's affected. Anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I'll see you later. 